You're about to witness a seismic event. Talk brunch where the heels are all baby faces. Now, let the party begin. Oh, I'm going to say it right away. I think that was a really, really entertaining and fun Royal Rumble. Yeah. I don't really have much to complain about. It's nice to be able to come on and say I had a good time tonight, guys. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the second half of the, first, of the second Rumble was great. I mean, uh... yeah, so we're here to talk about it in this post show. Happy Sunday night all for Rumble 2020, episode 363, January 26th. And I am here with my co-pilot, Mr. Dustin Frazier. Rest easy, 24. This one's for you, baby. Yeah, I am myself. I'm Captain Brunch, a.k.a. Rick Dara. Shout out to all of you who have been in the chat with us the entire night. And joining us just now, Recontezza78. Thank you for the follow. BeagleBoard37. Also, thank you for the follow. Sugar Shane, Stasis Dreams, Spartan Jesus, Concave Ranger 6, Frack at Azel, uh, Mark710, Firestriker24, Emang, uh, Willie V2, Joe Woko, and of course, all of you listening across the broadcast of TalkBrunch.com and iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, all other major popular places. Been a fun weekend, I have to say. Yeah, two really good nights of wrestling. Definitely nothing really, to, not much to complain about. No, not at all. So uh, the kickoff match was uh, Shorty G against uh, Sheamus here. What do you think happened? Been a while since we know that one. <laughs> right. Seventy-five <laughs> uh, percent of you predicted that Sheamus would be going over. Twenty-five percent of you were rooting for Shorty G. Twenty-five of y'all. Twenty-five percent of y'all got a lot of faith. Yeah. So Sheamus <laughs> goes over with the bro kick. Uh, I like the match overall. Good chain wrestling. Uh, Sheamus is in the best shape I think I've ever seen him in, honestly. he Every time he comes back, he's in the best shape of his life. I don't know what's happening in these times he's gone. Yeah, no, it's crazy. He looks really good. Every, every time he comes back from no matter what the injury is, the first thing I think is, holy shit, he looks in good shape. Like, Yeah, what drives me crazy about the, these situations is... uh. The simple fact that I don't like having to watch a match as good as that, because it was a pretty good match, and hear uh, them call him Shorty G. You know what I mean? It's just annoying. Like, I, like the Shorty G thing fell flat, and it's like they're just really committed to it, and I just want it to go away. I've never, like, that 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 whole gimmick stopped. The, the, the last time that gimmick worked was a year before they thought it up. It's yeah. terrible. It's never been funny. It's never gonna be funny. He, you, you keep talking about how he's shorter than most of the guys here. Let's be real; he could wrestle circles around about ninety percent of them. So, like, yeah, and he's not really shorter than most of the guys. He's today. not. He's like, a, he's like maybe he's a little smaller than like average size, but no, he. There's a lot. There's a quite a few guys he's bigger than. Yeah, I don't understand it. So, aside from that, the match was what you would expect from the match. I think it was a good, cool bro kick at the end. Sheamus showed. Uh, definitely that he has stamina and is in great shape so i enjoyed it yeah the time off did him a lot of good not just obviously to heal his neck up but i mean to do it in phenomenal shape like 
Yeah. I want to see more. First of all, I mean, I said it before when they talk about him coming back. I want to see him get that icy title monkey off his back because that's the one thing he doesn't have so far. He's done virtually everything else you could do, just not that one. So I think that needs to be the next step for him. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to see what happens with that. I don't know what the future holds for Shorty G. Just, just more short jokes. More kickoff matches. There you go. You know, that's all we do. We just kick you off here. Kick you off the <laughs> kick you off the brand when we're finally done with you too. <laughs> you know, it's not just that's why we call it the kickoff. You're at the verge of being kicked off when you wind up on here. That's what it's really becoming. And thank you, Spartan Jesus, for the host. Thank you, sir. Where are my notifications? I don't know, but yes, yes, yes. Are they on the kickoff show too? <laughs> yeah, I guess they also went the way of the kickoff show. <laughs> So next we have the United States Championship, Andrade defending against Humberto Carrillo. And uh, let's see here what we had. Our community votes were, apparently they were 50-50 on this. Split the house. Split the house here. Surprised about that one. Winner was Andrade. I believe he reversed the Hurricane Ron into the pin, right? Like they kind of rolled yeah. into a Hurricane Ron into a pin type deal. Yeah, it pretty much stopped the rotation about midway through, stacked up Humberto and got the win, so. Yeah, what are your thoughts on this match? It was as good as I expected between these two. Like these, something about Humberto Carrillo and Andrade—they seem to mesh well with virtually everybody. Mm-hmm. So to have two guys like that in the same match together, you know it's going to be magic. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I mean, Andrade—I've said it before. Ever since they paired him up with Selena Vega in NXT, new life has been breathing in that dude's career. Like he's been absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, he definitely has. He looks good. I would, like I said, the uh, he does need a mouthpiece, and she works really well with him for that. And uh, oh yeah, the match itself was really good, and I, I'm glad that Humberto didn't get lost in the rotation because there was some rumors going around for a while that uh, they just gave up on Humberto, which I thought was weird. I kind of felt like they were just trying to give him more of that angle where after he got injured with the you know the taking the apron off the uh, you know taking the padding off the the ground injury that they were running with. But it would be silly yeah. if they decided not to do anything with him. Exactly. I mean, not only the fact that he's an incredible athlete, but we see what his cousin's doing down in NXT. Like, you can't sleep on either of those two. No, you definitely can't. And they already have some post stuff up. We're on here early, but they already have some post stuff up, which I'm going to let you guys check out here. Andrade, congrat- congratulations on the win. Uh, congratulations? For what? Uh, you defeated Humberto Carrillo. He seemed to come in pretty confident. Congratulations. It's my time. Who is Humberto? I beat Rey Mysterio. I beat Humberto Andrade. It's a new face of Latinos. Humberto. Congratulations. Right. This is my championship. See that right there? Andrade. They act as if they're surprised. As if, this isn't, as if winning isn't what we do. Andrade is going to remain the United States champion. Nothing is going to take this away from us. This is Andrade's time. No one else's. So if anybody's hopes is to beat Andrade, that'll remain a dream. Because Andrade <laughs> not only took care of Rey Mysterio and took care of Humberto Carrillo. Who's, who's left, really? I don't know. Who's next? There's no, who's next? There's no competition for you. He is head and shoulders above everybody else. Andrade has no peers. He has no competition. You could have just took the congratulations. Damn, yeah. Selena. Yeah, she's so, why is she so angry? <laughs> you need that drop from the you need that rock drop, right? What in the blue hell are you so angry about? <laughs> exactly. You know what I think it is? It's cause she knows somewhere out there her husband's waiting in the wings. Yeah. 
<laughs> that title ring will fade to black real quick, bitch. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. So we had a false count anywhere match. Roman Reigns. This is officially now no longer the kickoff, by the way. Like now we're in the pay-per-view. It's Roman Reigns against King Corbin with 88% of you feeling Roman Reigns is going over. 13% of you feeling it's going to be King Corbin. Winner. Roman Reigns with the Superman punch and spear on top of what was that like the World Series gap yeah, on, on top of the dugout? Yeah, I kind of yeah. like that. Like that was a little different. <laughs> That's the one thing that made it different. It was a typical finish aside from the location. Uh, it was a good match though. You know, I like Corbin catching Reigns on the outside. Um, he catches him out of a Superman punch attempt and he choke slams him on on the announce table. Hard as shit. Yeah, to a very close uh, two count there, and Corbin is really good. You know, oh, Corbin, yeah. Corbin makes a lot of these shows. And, and I've been meaning to, to mention this to you. Imagine everything that you've seen from Corbin in 2019. And now imagine the only difference being he was the WWE champion the whole time. Like that you dude, know? it, it, it it's, a, it's a matter of when at this point. It would have worked though. What I mean is they already wasted it. Like this whole time, what's the worst that would have happened if everything that you've seen from him would have also involved him being the champion instead of Brock Lesnar being around? Like the guy has been raising people into heel stables. Like when he was on Raw, it was McIntyre and uh, who the hell is Bobby Lashley? Then when he went to SmackDown, it's uh, it's, it, it's, it's uh, Rude and that one guy. Yeah, that dude. You know what I mean? But it's people. <laughs> you know what I just realized? <laughs> I didn't think about it until just now. And he hit me at that same second. Have you ever noticed both of these factions? There's that one guy that just doesn't matter. And then the other two. And most of the, the time. First, one, the first one, it was Lashley. Now it's Ziggler. Yeah. It's, a, it's usually Ziggler. Though. You know, and ironically, he didn't match with Lashley, who was the team he formed. But you know what I mean? Uh, the point being that that. On the other hand, Corbin, he's a guy who, whenever the bad guys are around, he's usually the leader. He's the ringleader. He's the one who sort of runs the show of the heel locker room, whatever locker room that is. So if this entire time he would have been the champion on top of that, instead of Lesnar, who you never see him or the belt, you would have been building this guy even more. And I'm not saying they're doing a bad job building him. He gets more TV time and character development than anyone. But at the same time, now you add a title to him, it which he deserves. It would, have, it would have made the WWE the top title. You would have had a heel. It would have been like a Triple H era. Remember the McMahon Helmsley era? Oh my gosh! You remember what was it? Uh, what did they call that when Triple H first uh, when they first gave the uh, big Goldie over to Triple H? There's a term that they call that whole like two year gap when like he almost got stranglehold on the thing. Oh, I don't even remember. Uh, it might have been like the summer of Triple H. It was something like that. I don't yeah. even remember. It was that period of time I think between like 2002. In 2004, when you didn't see him without that belt. Yeah, but there was also that time between 2000 and 2001 where it was the same. There was so many times in his career. But the point being, someone like Corbin, who's there all the time, and he pretty much represents the company in a lot of ways. There's no reason whatsoever why that guy shouldn't have been someone that they dug their claws into as far as having the title. Oh, yeah. He could have have been champion all of 2019. It wouldn't have been a problem a single day. Can't we just make Brock like an honorary title that is only there for when he comes around? We, we, we can we can make a title that he can only defend at his house. Yeah, like just give him his own title, though. You know, and let him have that one, and that'll be called the Brock title, the F five. Yeah, yeah, give, give him a give him Braun's greatest royal make believe rumble title. Yeah, yeah, could we just get that one back? And like you can have your own. We'll put like lights on it, like the Jericho title, rockets on the back <laughs> if need be, whatever you want, man. This could we'll be make your it spin, title. Everything, fuck it. More prestigious than the WWE Championship, the Brock cock that's what we'll call it 
I feel like you didn't know where to go with that. I really it didn't. was just fucking <laughs> You know. <laughs> fucking give us the title back, I, please. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like, and we'll get into it with the rumble, but it's like titles, records, Brock didn't get none of that shit, right? Like <laughs> Yeah. And like I even said to you guys in the chat room, Roman Roman winds up Simone dropping Corbin through the foreign announce table, but I wasn't I legit wasn't sure even where the hell they were. Like I'm like, what is this? <laughs> is this in the middle of the crowd? Are they mosh pitting it as the announce team? Like what the fuck's going on? You're like, yeah, they're literally in the middle of, of nowhere with this the spot. That that shit killed me because I didn't think about it. I was like, I I forget that particular area exists. Until the pay per views, yeah, no, nah, it was it was weird. It, it, it's just weird. a spot in the crowd where they line up like five tables, like yeah. And then when they're out there, the hands of the king show up to wind up beating up poor Roman while he's in the crowd. <laughs> no, no, I tell you, the hand of the king and the fool. We've been through this. The hand and the fool <laughs> show up, and they're there helping to kick. That's some their ass. new tag name, damn it! The hand and the fool. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, and this winds up causing the Usos to come running in, and they wind up getting involved in this brawl. And then you get all kinds of crazy stuff. You get flying Usos. Jimmy does like a dive off, like what even? What even was that? It, it was um, it, it was like it was one of the um the entrance ways in the arena that the crowd comes to when they're looking for their seats. Yeah, he does like some crazy dive there. You get high shit too, right? <laughs> yeah, we get a Superman punch party. Um, by the way, with that whole porta potty scene, if you look carefully, I don't know if it was just my imagination, but it looked like some fan was standing unusually close to those porta potties that they had to sort of move out of the way. Like he was practically in the shot, just standing there, like hold my beer. You know, like was he gonna get involved? And they and they caught him in time or something? Because go back and look. Maybe Yo, they cleaned it up, a, but I feel like somebody. There was, was a there. guy. They, there was a guy. They walked past. And I couldn't ignore it. I think you even heard me call. We called out on the spot. There was that that the fat guy in the fucking white shirt. That motherfucker was built like Ace Romero. Like he. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker, when, when they walk by him, you couldn't miss him. That's how big he was. That's the best part. I was yeah. like, did they just walk past a planet? What the fuck? Yeah, and and he's uh he's lucky it was early in the pay per view, I guess, because Corbin winds up in the porta potty, and don't ask me how, but somehow he winds up out of it per in perfect condition. I guess no one shit yet since this was very early on. <laughs> I saw him again. I didn't even see how he got out of it. It almost looked like they just spawned him outside of it. Because one minute it was overturned, next minute he was on the side. I was like, okay, yeah, look, no shit on him. Lucky him. He held held X for respawn before the thing tipped over. Yeah, like lucky him. He he, he, he did that in GTA 5 online. We just spam the respawn button and get respawn faster. He's too kingly to be covered in shit, right? (laughs) Man, if that could only be a title. (laughs) It's like the beginning of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. How do you know he was a king? Hasn't got shit all over him. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, so essentially that's what happened with this. Uh, he manages to make it out of there. Uh, they, they go up to the, uh, to that sports catwalk, whatever the hell you were calling it before. Yeah, the dugout. Yeah, I don't know how it's a dugout and it's up in the air though. It's because like when, um, when you see it like a baseball game, there's a, there's an area inside it that's lower than, um, than the field itself. Gotcha. Well, anyway, in there, you had some fat chick who was doing, you know, the Triple H bow, the one that, you know, <laughs> like with the hands, like we're not worthy, while they do the two hands. Yo, she, she, she was doing that for Corbin. So I just pulled out, pulled out the chapter to desk. I'm like, look, there's a fat chick bowing to Corbin. And, uh, <laughs> what was your line? You said something like, it's a bad omen when a fat chick's bowing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and just for the record, I did write it down. I just right couldn't help but notice that, that we, had a, we had a Corbin mark because when he came around, she was doing the bow thing. I was like, "Yeah, no, no disrespect her." It's only no, the, no other way. And the yeah. funny thing is, I said that because right after he says it, Superman punch is spear for the win. Yeah, right in front of her, right, her king was standing <laughs> right before her very eyes. 
I'm telling you, when a fat chick bows for you, it is a bad omen. That's like you when someone comes you. out to the to the octagon to the Rocky music, right? We always say that's a bad idea. No, um, the Game of Thrones music. That too. I mean, you shouldn't come out to that for shit. You really shouldn't. I think I've only seen one person come out to that and actually live to tell the tale. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So is that the end of this now? We're not going to have to see dog food matches like I've been hearing about at house shows. Are they done with Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin? Was that the blow-off match? I hope to Christ it was. I really do. I, I don't know. Like, did they Mama get this no. shit out of their system? I, hope I guess is what I'm asking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think that's a good question to ask, right? Did they get this shit out of their system? Jesus Christ. <laughs> All I'm saying right now is if we get the fat chick omen, I'll tolerate it. But I really would rather not. Like, I yeah, you see, Mark says those porta potty spots ain't the same without pool. <laughs> they don't want to offend anybody, you know. Like my head, I, w- I when I saw the thing there, I was like, I immediately went to the worst case scenario, and I was kind of disappointed that we didn't get there afterwards. Like I said, though, I thought that it was gonna blast stuff in the air like that one mission in Borderlands. <laughs> it was just gonna leave like a sky trail of shit, and he'd just be gone. <laughs> the last thing you see is that little Smash Brothers spark, that little thing, and he's just gone in his fucking rocket porta potty. Here's my question though: If that would have happened, would that have been the artwork? Oh, of course. Catch, 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 catch it mid blast, like like a rocket right before it takes off, and the smoke and shit everywhere. But it's just shit. Mid portal blast. <laughs> mid portal blast. That's what the future. There's an alternate future where like the only fuel that can get you into the space is shit, and like you just got to take the good with the bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> you only take those long outer space trips three days after the fair. Yeah, you have to see, you would never want to see any of those failed launches, trust me. Oh, God, no. Oh, see, we're not going down here because this, this joke is about to get way worse if we keep going. <laughs> oh, no, I had nothing after that, man. That was, that was, no, believe me, I could have gone worse, all right? <laughs> that was my motherfucking endgame. <laughs> I'd like to tell you I couldn't have gone worse, but then again, when we get to the Fiend stuff, yeah, believe me, you'd seen I could have been worse, all right? <laughs> I would like to see Corbin in some sort of a main top guy situation. Like I've seen enough of him messing with heels and shit. You know what I mean? Like it, it's a like Corbin's more than proven. He's worthy of a championship run, a world championship run at that. Like yeah, so give it to him. Yeah, the guys earned it. Take get 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 that bull. Send him to Raw. Get the bullshit off Brock, and then we get them our problems solved. Then all three shows have world champions that are actually here. Yeah, or he doesn't even have to be a world champion. I just want to see him in like a top guy spy, you know what I mean? Which he sort of more or less is a lot of the time without people wanting, whether they want to acknowledge it or not. Yeah, I mean, he's consistently one of the best parts of SmackDown every week. Yeah, the the problem with him is that they don't, they, they don't normally have like a good baby face to counter that with. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, like that's really what the bigger issue is. Like there's never really somebody to to say to to just like who's the top babyface against Corbin? I guess right now it's it's uh Reigns. Or if for some reason, or if they get him feuding with Daniel Bryan, you know. And I and I hate to say it because I know everybody's over the Reigns hate, but have you noticed like his offense? It's just he's just not that fun to watch in the ring. You know what I mean? Like he just doesn't work at all. At least for me, his offense has gotten slightly better. And when I see Corbin, I'm like. Did, did it even improve at all? Like, what happened? It shows more in those matches that he has with uh, 
with, with with like his brothers or with the with the Usos or whatever, like that match on SmackDown that they had, like everyone in that match just had more convincing offense and selling than he does. Like it kind of takes me out of it, just the way he sold, like the way he sold himself going into the steel steps looks really crappy, or going into barricades. Just it just takes me out of it, especially when you're looking at matches with the Usos because they kind of really do put their own to selling, and even Ziggler, you know what I mean? Like it looks real enough with these guys, but sometimes just the way Roman moves takes me out of a lot of the stuff is the nicest way that i can put it yeah i, I definitely get what you mean and it's the same like it's not, it's not even saying like it's good or bad it's just it's like when you look at it compared to everything else and it's yeah. like okay why aren't you doing it? and it's a shame to feel that way about a top guy you know what i mean yeah it's just kind of like because sure. he's gotten he the, the charisma on the character whether it's because of what he went through in his return and everything or just organically people got used to him it's working that's all that matters but it's a shame now once again we're in one of those situations where you got a guy who he has a lot of charisma but uh it's like the offense isn't delivering i don't feel like he's really delivering in the ring the kind of matches that people expect out of wrestling nowadays you know it's yeah, he, he's of, improving in a lot of places, definitely. But it's like that's the one where it's still it still needs a lot of work. And that's what they want out of him. So you almost can't blame the guy. They want him to go out there and do the punches, I guess, and the forearms, the little forearms and stuff. Nothing too flashy. And I don't really think everything needs to be flashy. But damn, am I selfish to want a little bit more than what I'm getting out of out of him at this point? Right. Nobody's asking for a spot fest and 55 super kicks. Just give me something better than what we're getting now. <laughs> Some people have been the same their entire career and it served them correctly. And then other people have been like Jericho, where they're changing things and they're adding things. They're changing moves, whether we like it or not. They're getting rid of things that you enjoy and, and hate as well. And they're in a constant state of, of flux, you know what I mean? Um, which works. And but it's like Roman's not one of those people from what I've seen that can just be Roman, even though it's been working. Don't ask me how it's been working. Um, he's just not one of those people that I could see being Roman Reigns like all the damn time. And that just being the the, the long and short of it. Pretty much. All right. Well, anyway, what was the next match on this thing? It was uh, after that was the it was, uh, ladies rumble, the women's Royal Rumble match. Good stuff there with our voting results this coming in. This was awesome. This was really good. They, the women rumble matches are always good. You know. They you know what it is? It's not only the fact that this is only their third one, so we're still kind of fresh to it, but it's just they give everything they got to make sure you're entertained every second of that rumble. Yeah. There's no. There's no boring spots in their rumbles. No, no, they definitely are not. Our voting results had Alexa Bliss coming in with the high at 20%. Nikki Cross right under who at 19% tied with Shayna Baszler at 19%, which you guys added to the other section. Charlotte, Sonya Deville, and Sasha Banks also all tied there in a three-way tie for 14%. Winner of the entire thing being Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte got one more uh, accomplishment on her insane list of accolades. <laughs> Yeah, really insane. And wound up eliminating uh, Shayna Baszler at the last, who Shayna came in at 30 this year. So, yeah. So, overall, you enjoyed this rumble. Like, that goes Definitely. I mean, there were a lot of really cool moments. Early on, we got a nice surprise of not Molly Holly, but Mighty Molly returning to the ring. So, so first of all, this rumble, they emphasized that it was 90 seconds. Every 90 seconds, someone comes out, which it used to be every two minutes, right? Yeah. At first, I kind of felt like it felt rushed, like people were coming out faster than you can get adjusted to what was already going on. But then at the, by the end of it, it still felt long where it was like, come on, come out already. 
So I can kind of see why it will be shortened. Sometimes maybe less is more, and this could be one of those situations. Uh, it definitely felt like it affected the beginning more than the end. It, now, that being said, it started with Bianca Belair uh, entering with Alexa Bliss. And number three, like you said, being Molly, Mighty Molly, who looked like heel Molly. Yeah, <laughs> she looked more like heel Molly than she looked. When in she a took while. off the suit, it was like, oh, she went back to being the mean Molly. Yeah, she went that, she, that, that Molly that got a head shaved at WrestleMania. Yeah, 20. she was she was head shaving Molly. Remember her? Oh god, I watched that WrestleMania the other day. I forgot how fun that match was, but she yeah, she looks really good though. Even after all these years, like she still looks pretty good in the ring. Yeah, no, but oh no, she she really did. Uh, it was interesting how they kept that one a secret as well, right? Yeah, because they, they they really didn't talk much about anybody who was going to be in the Women's Rumble. They kept the majority of it like, you'll know who's going to be here when, boom, you see them. There were a couple of people, there were a few people you expected to be there. But for the most part, like, they kind of kept it in the dark. So. Yeah, yeah, she stood in great shape. But it is strange for them to go for the Mighty Molly gimmick of all things without her having the blonde hair or. You know what, I, I, think, it's, I think the only reason they went to it because it's predictable that Molly Holly is going to show up. But you're not expected to hear the freaking Hurricanes music and Mighty Molly show up. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I wonder if we're going to see more or is this just exactly what it looks like in just a Rumble cameo? I mean, I'd like to see them mix it up every now and then. Like, you don't know which Molly you're going to get that shows up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You, so it's going to be what? Are we going to do a split personality thing or no? I mean, fuck it. we work for Hurricane. <laughs> That's certainly not what I'm saying. Uh, they do have a backstage thing of her. If you give me a minute, I will cue it up here. Well, Mighty Molly coming out here tonight, a surprise entry in the Women's Royal Rumble. How was it to be out there in front of the WWE Universe again? It was awesome. I mean, the, the fans remembered me, <laughs> you know, but I was not expecting the skill level of the NXT girls. I mean, they were killing it out there. I mean, everyone was amazing, but it, it pushed me way beyond what I was expecting. I was going to say, yeah, the women's division, whether it's NXT, SmackDown, and Raw, it's really exciting. How much has it changed since you've been here? Oh, the I mean, the level of athleticism, of their gear, of their personalities, like everything is just way above anything that I ever did. I'm really proud of the girls and the direction the women's division is going. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Hope to see you again soon. Mm, thanks. <laughs> Congrats. Thanks. Yeah, always good to see Molly. Good old Molly. So, uh, yeah, she was in the match. We're not going to go over uh, all of the order of stuff. I have it, but it's like we want to not be here all night. So I'm just going to talk about highlights as far as things go. I mean, one right out of the gate. Congrats to Bianca Belair getting the record now for the most eliminations in a women's match, even though it's only been three. Yeah. Bliss and Cross stole the best friends hog, which my girlfriend called (laughs) it. She actually mentioned it like a few weeks ago. She said, you know, pretty soon they're going to start doing the best friends hog. And they they legit did it. I couldn't believe that that actually happened. That's the best part. You know, Lana gets to do a promo coming down the ramp and then she even gets some offense. And I thought she was just going to get a promo and get thrown right out the other side of the rope. But now she managed to get her kicks in and just get a little of her shit in before they are, you know, before later on. Uh, like I said in the chat room, all 29 women did great, and Lana was there, unfortunately. Yeah, 100%. Mercedes Martinez was a surprise entrant. They just signed her recently, I believe, right? And now she's throwing yeah. up in the Royal Rumble. So she was there. Liv Morgan winds up eliminating uh, Lana. She shows up, and she's angry. She charges straight at her. She winds up eliminating her. But Lana, from the outside, continues to mess with Morgan, uh, and it winds up getting her eliminated, which leads to, a, as Joey Styles would put it, cat fire! Right. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool that happened. And I did love that moment when Nikki Cross uh, 
basically she she psychs herself up and she's all like and she like hits the ropes and she charges into a shoulder block at mandy rose and mandy just checks her just boom and she just hits the ground and then she just looked down at her like in pity and it's 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 cool because that's one of the things i like about mandy rose like she's she's supposed to be like beautiful and everything but you know she's strong you know don't think you're gonna go in there and jump her but i just like the fact that nikki cross slapped her face and charged her screamed hit the ropes and all mandy was going <laughs> that was that, 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 see that spot we had. We that spot is what we call having none of your shit. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like <laughs> don't make her that. Like we don't have that that era of soft women anymore. Don't sleep on that girl. She'll put you out. How many times have I told you that she's put people out? They don't really acknowledge it. I mean, I mean, for God's sakes, the the, the bitch has a bicycle knee as a finishing move. Like, and one thing I got I got address this this pissed me off so bad. Sonia Deville has become the fucking Mari Janae of this team. This bitch says, if it comes down to me and Mandy, I'll throw myself out. Why even get in the fucking match? And then it didn't come out to them. There was no reason to say that and not have him. I guess it's just to <laughs> show the trust or whatever. It's just, uh, it's just to show who wears the pants in that fucking relationship. <laughs> yeah, eventually they do let Cross get her down, but I just like the fact that she checked her that first time. You know, she's not a punk. Um, I don't think the legendary Molly Hollywood was getting eliminated by by Bianca Belair because, like you said, she was on a roll for this entire. That girl thing. was a machine in this match. You know, somehow Mandy, she's she, when she goes over, she went to being saved by Otis on the outside. Where the fuck was he? Where did he come from? <laughs> I don't know. He was just suddenly on the ground, smiling like yeah, like laying Yo. across the ground. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, and uh, he winds up getting her back into the ring. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, yo, like, like it was like Mark said, like Mandy had Mandy had the greatest Kofi spot that didn't fucking include Kofi. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Sonya and Mandy they wind up hitting uh, I believe they hit their own variation with that high knee of the total elimination. They wind up eliminating Mercedes Martinez together after beating her up for a while. Yeah, which uh, undisputed, which we saw at Worlds Collide, undisputed era has a name for that match, No Man's Land. So it was a uh, yeah, I, I like that finisher. Their timing seemed a tad off. But they they got it together though for sure, yeah. and thank you Concave Ranger sixty one for the follow. Thank you Concave Ranger. My my notifications. I apologize. They are non present right now, but I I do have the button. Trip. You know what? You just made the list. Oh no! Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but definitely uh. This had a bunch of crazy stuff as far as that oldest stuff going with it. Like you said, she's becoming the Marty Janetti of that group. Kyrie Sane came out. She should have had her Kabuki Warrior music. The pirate thing when that with that gimmick is just strange to me. I don't know why. I just assumed she they wouldn't be using that anymore. She's not even a pirate when she comes out. She's literally a Kabuki yeah. Warrior now coming out with pirate music. The whole gimmick's Kabuki with the fans and the makeup and everything. Like it's like it shouldn't be. It just shouldn't be. It was kind of weird. I do like how she, you can tell with this new heel thing, she's having a little bit more fun. Like, she started jabbing at, like, what, what was it? Blessing across, she started jabbing at it with the umbrella. Yeah. She was just laughing no reason during, like, the Oscars matches. She seemed to be having a lot more fun with this uh, new heel gimmick, so. Yeah. So, Amiya Yim was another unique entry she was in there. Bianca Belair winds up picking up Cross and using her to knock out Bliss. And then Bliss winds up using Bianca's hair to stay in the match. She's literally hanging off the side using her own hair. Um... Sonya, they continue the story, which I kind of like that they're consistent with. Sonya inadvertently knocks Mandy out by mistake, but Otis catches her again, but then Bianca winds up knocking Sonya off the ropes, and she lands on Mandy and Otis, and then they all wind up tumbling over. So no matter what, it was going to be her fault. 
Like Sonya yeah. was destined for it to be. This, she's like becoming Final Destination Sonya Deville because no matter what, no matter how much you try to avoid it, it was going to be like, look at how many things happened. And still, it, at the end, it had to be because she got thrown over that uh, oh, everything that came great. tumbling down. You know, I, I don't remember who commentary was at this point, but at one point, Tom says a kick to the top of the face, and someone in commentary said, We called it a four. It was Corey. Tom. Corey corrected it. Corey? Corey? Oh my God. Top of the face. The forehead. <laughs> then Nia Jax surprises us showing up in a Tamina suit. I was shocked. Did you see her? You know you ain't shit, right? <laughs> was, hey, listen. Somebody's, somebody's hitting the Baskin Robbins before the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I mean, hey, maybe she was trying to be sexual again. I, I literally saw her. I was like, I legit, legit thought it was, it was Nia Jax at first. Like, I thought Nia Jax looked more like Tamina. She looked like she put on a fucking Tamina suit. Come on. Look at how big she was. I was wrong. I predicted Nia Jax uh, without the Tamina suit. So, new gimmick for <laughs> Either her. way, you'd have been wrong. And they eliminated her immediately. That means that she had nothing in the tank. They were like, we're not even going to showcase this girl right it, now. It, it was like I said, see you back on Superstars. Yeah, it was kind of like, <laughs> we just needed a number. Get your ass in there and try to get your big ass over the ropes if you can. Oh, God. It was... <sighs> like, why even bring her out? Like, I'm not saying I, I that... Uh, I'm not saying that all Samoans look alike. I'm saying she's looking like another Samoan now. You know, there's <laughs> a big difference. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I don't know what happened to Naya. I was hoping for a Naya. That when I when we got off the air Monday, my 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 uh, biggest um, regret was not predicting Naya and putting her on the list. But I'm glad I didn't now because she. I guess she, she just there. must not be ready, ready yet. So yeah. So Even, I guess, so I'm thinking we might probably not see her till the Raw after Mania, maybe. Maybe. Evil Dakota Kai shows up in this Chelsea Green, which, by the way, Chelsea Green came out with Summer Rae's old NXT music. I didn't know at first whose music it was. I'm like, why have I heard this? It took me a little while to remember. But for some reason, they had Chelsea Green, and they literally just gave her Summer Summer Rae's first music before the dancing, her heel song. <laughs> I was wondering why you said Summer Rae's music, and I'm thinking, like, I'm, all I'm thinking is here to fucking call to me, call to me. And I was like, oh, no, that was before that. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that was her first song. And she did fuck all in this match. <laughs> I'm sure if we were to Google it, I don't want to Google it right now and hold up the, the show, but I'm sure if we Googled it, Summer Rae first theme or something. Because her last theme was Rush of Power. Yeah. And it's not like it's uncommon for them to give them brand new music when they come up anyway. So, I mean, that makes sense. It should be less common. Yeah. Because some people, that's a really good um, NXT music like, we know how we feel about Drew McIntyre. I like his NXT music a lot better than this WWE version that gave into it. I'm looking up Summer Rae's music from five years ago. Yeah, even we even said before Big E's uh, original NXT music that was fantastic. Like they they just I don't know why they have this thing about changing people's music once they come up. I think that's probably another reason Chopper doesn't want to come up. He don't want music. Yep, that's Summer Grace, Summer, Summer Grace team from NXT, and that's what they had Chelsea with tonight. Just had to check. She's not that old. God, Summer Grace. No, fuck with you. <laughs> but yeah, she came in, and then she, as soon as she went, her entrance was longer than her time in the Rumble, I think. So, I mean. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. I mean, they, they were pressed for time here. Um, eliminated almost immediately by Alexa Bliss. And then uh, Bianca Belair, they do. I haven't seen that in a while in a Rumble, to my recollection, but you know. Her, she lived by her lyrics. She was on her own. 
because uh he was the only one in the ring and then naomi gets a surprise re- return she bring it, it to the fro yeah <laughs> that's exactly what i said <laughs> You know, she brought it to the fro. Great body, though, right? She looks in fantastic shape. She, right? Oh, she looks great. I'm glad to see her back. And like she, I think everybody was happy to see her. Yeah. So it, it it was nice. It was really good. She came in and it was like she hadn't lost a beat. I like her. She, the only complaint I think I had with Naomi's time in took a little bit too long planning out the Kofi spot for this time. Yeah. Like it, you, you gotta have that like ready to go. You know, like. <laughs> It and felt you, like, like usually what Kofi, it always looks like he's somewhat planned it out. It looked almost like Naomi wasn't 100% sure what to do. See, for and, me, then, and, then, and then it wound up being a more complicated reason that it needed to be. See, and for me, it wasn't just her taking long with the spot. It was how stupid it was. Like, it was a senseless spot where she, like, ran down the steel steps and jumped across the ring. There's nothing that forced her out there. She literally go back and look. She got out of the ring, ran down the steel steps, and jumped. You shouldn't do that in a Royal Rumble. When you're in a Royal Rumble, if you listen to that long thing they do with the rules, where they talk about the numbers and the weight and the Eiffel Towers and all that shit, one of the most important things is make sure that you stay in the ring. You want it, to keep it, that it, as I mean, often as possible. Didn't she get like what kicked possible. on the apron or something? If and she I guess did, she then she sold it like shit because it looked like she ran down. The, like, it, like, come on, that certain things. My suspension of disbelief doesn't go as far as that attempt for her to jump across the barricade went. You know what it, I'm saying? Like, it, it was like just give me an excuse. It was just let's come up with an excuse to have her do something. By the way, it almost fucked up. And then on top of that, like her solution to get back in the ring, she when she could have clearly just jumped from the announcer table to the steel steps. No, she has to use a freaking covering. To like build a bridge, and I'm like, the fuck is this death stranding? Like, just jump, bitch! <laughs> and it's like they're reminding us, you know, while the match is still going on, they're like, Naomi has now moved on to the next table. Like, if it's a hurricane <laughs> coming to different parts to different cities, Hurricane Naomi is now being sighted off the shores of the Royal Rumble. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, as you, <laughs> it should be a sequence that happens. It should be one spot that when you go back and show this in the video package, you don't have to clip it because there was literally 15 minutes between the beginning and the end of it. What are you doing? <laughs> That's not how fucking spots work. The, the the best part about Kofi's spots every rumble was they happened so fast by the time it was over, you were just now processing the fact that he didn't get eliminated. It still doesn't make any sense. And and, 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 and and if even if you even if you wouldn't finish with it yet, by the time he started getting the elimination, you're sitting there like this fucker's really not gone yet. Like Naomi, I had time to probably I had time to realize, oh shit, she's not gone, make a sandwich, fix the drink, go to the gas station, come back as she was just now getting back in. It just doesn't make sense for that to be the the what you're doing to try to get over. Like the Kofi ones, what makes them good is organic. But like everything else with WWE, they basically had to milk it. Like now we always are going to need a spot that looks like that. So now it's going to feel more fake than it normally has to feel. You know, those kind of spots can't work that way. You know, see, see the, the Mandy one was funny. One, because where the fuck did always come from? And two, Mandy's not the one known for that. And because you also get conflict and resolution all within a minute and a half, you know, with the with the Naomi one, it was more like she ran, jumped to a, to a situation she couldn't get out of. <laughs> and to be continued. <laughs> and then other shit happened and we came back to it later on. It's, it's like, Yo, how oh. long were you sitting on that fucking button? <laughs> That was too perfectly timed for you to tell me that shit was just fucking no. <laughs> you know, the whole fucking thing was to be contained. It didn't really make any sense to do a silly Naomi spot, you know? That's my favorite fucking meme ever, I swear to God. 
So, you know, before any of that happened, after Naomi came in, you had Beth Phoenix, who makes a surprise return to the Rumble. Tony Storm. Uh, Charlotte finally takes out Bianca Belair, you know, because she was a big problem in that thing. Uh, Kelly Kelly shows up. I don't know why. Nobody asked for this. I, you know, she's from an era of, of, of almost a lost era. Good for her, I guess, just for the pop. It's like I said, everything she did looked better than anything Lana did before she even showed up. So, I mean... Yeah, Sarah Logan shows up to be eliminated almost immediately. They gave her music had more of an entrance than she did. I was about to say, um, at least she got music this time, so there's a win. <laughs> I don't know exactly how Beth Phoenix wound up with a bloody head. At first, people thought it was Charlotte's nose, but I think Charlotte just got her face all over Beth's blood at one point. We we'll have to go yeah. back and see what the spot is, but her head was, she was bleeding. Like, she was bleeding well, at, really, at, really bad. At, at one point, it looked like she dyed the back of her head red. Yeah. Then we had that shitty girl. I didn't get to talk. It sucks that this comes out before we talk about the whole week on Monday. So this is almost like this is out of the continuity since I haven't gotten into it yet. But that shitty girl with the green hair. Oh, yeah. Shotzi Blackheart. Name? Yeah. We haven't gotten into why she's shitty yet because we haven't covered it. But that shitty girl. Man, she, she sucks. Did you notice that she's shitty? Yeah. <laughs> how did, the, how did she so wind bad. up in a situation where she's like being featured? Did I miss something? That all of a sudden there's somebody I, who's like just shitty there? You know what I really think it was? In now seeing it a second time, I really think they just needed in storyline somebody for Shayna just to choke the fuck out. Because like they have we'll, to have somebody because we'll, like, like, we'll, we'll, we'll cover it more on Monday. She fucking was sacrificed on Wednesday. <laughs> I when she choked her, like I almost wanted her to kill her. Like I'm glad she didn't release it right away. <laughs> You know, I was like, yeah, keep it. Because it was just like, what are you doing? Like that, it just like, looked, go back and so much of it just looked awkward. You know, it's you, like, I, you know what it reminded me of? It That was that kind of like, that was uh, the ass whooping Kurt Angle gave Randy Orton after Rey Mysterio won the world title. He broke his ankle. That was one of those ass whoopings. Yeah, so now here she in. is. Here she is again. I don't even understand what the, why the feature her. I couldn't believe it. it was like that girl again. Like this bitch again. What the hell's her name again? Jossie Blackheart. Yeah, see, that's a strange. I, name I only too. remember what? her because I like the name. That's where it stops. <laughs> yeah, I tried to give her a chance because I didn't really know too much about her, and then I, st- I, I saw her match on NXT. And I was like, "Holy shit, it, this is sloppy." She, she, she's the B Priestley of NXT. Like, just, just shit. <laughs> yeah, don't show us that until it's ready. I swear, <laughs> that bitch was like uncooked dough. Put that back in the oven. <laughs> three fifty one, not three forty nine, motherfucker. What are you doing? Go to Netflix and chill for a while. I'll be ready later. <laughs> you know what the sad part is? At least she didn't have to do that god-awful entrance tonight. <sighs> that entrance hurt my soul. I swear to God. I don't understand what was going on. And she shows up here. So there she is. Shitty girl with but, green but, hair. But luckily awesome. she didn't last long because after failing to uh, replicate magic again, Shayna Baszler eliminates where we're basically a head scissors. Yeah, she tries to eliminate Shane, and she ends up getting herself eliminated. That's exactly what happened to her dumbass. Good. You're gonna go get her with that shit twice. Come on, huh? It should have been somebody else. That was during a Shane elimination spree, by the way. Oh yeah, Shane. Shane just started hucking bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Zia Lee was also here. This was her second appearance at the Rumble. She wasn't one last year. Tegan Knox shows up. You know, she has her heat with uh, what's her name, uh, Dakota Kai. Uh, send. Santino came on a Santino. They came out to Chuck and Billy's music though. How great That's was that? You, you, you look. I hated it. I was, I was like, what is I, I couldn't I was thinking it can't be Chuck and Billy. when I was sitting there tapping through, I was like, wait a minute, is that Miss Jackie maybe? Is that fuck who, who the fuck like We come out to Chuck and Billy's theme? Like that's crazy. We're in the era of recycled music. It's so funny too, because like it made me laugh. <laughs> 
and then they made hay where I was like, wait a minute, no. They wasted a, a slot, right? You know what I mean? This, it's like that shouldn't that, have been that, a that legit slot. That slot was built for the for the laugh, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't funny. You know, the problem with it Santino wasn't. was he's never been funny. So it's like they always say people always say oh to be funny, but you're you're failing at that. You've yeah. never been funny. There's never been a point where you have been funny in any capacity. So why do we have to keep seeing you? You're not funny. He's not funny. What what funny Santino segments are there? There's that one. Uh, Ridiculous. That one. Wait, wait, wait. I got it. I got it. I got it. That, that, that one. You guys freaking get the SpongeBob drop three hours later at that one. Oh, yeah, there was none. That's the problem. There. We got <laughs> Santina out there. He has his moment with Bloody Beth because her head's still leaking while she's out there. You know, they're, they're um, doing their thing. Um, Shayna Baszler goes on her elimination spree like we talked about before. The Divas of Doom wind up hitting uh, Shayna with the heart attack, which I thought was a really cool callback to the Heart Foundation spot. Uh, but Beth Phoenix turns on Natalia and winds up eliminating her with Shayna eliminating her. And then Charlotte winds up being the last one against Shayna and Charlotte goes over. Making yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte up pulling, pulling a rabbit out of the hat because Shayna, Shayna was on, Shayna was rolling on the way to win that match. And literally all it took was a split second Charlotte Carter. And what are your thoughts of Charlotte Flair going to WrestleMania? Uh, so I've had a break from Charlotte as being like top of the mountain. So I wasn't really disappointed with it. I would have liked to see Shayna win, but this match was so good by the end of it, I was perfectly okay with Charlotte winning. Because it's not like Charlotte Rackley would just barrel through everybody. Like it literally took she caught Shayna in one mistake and then that wound up being it. Cool. I'm sick of it. Of course, because it's not fucking I don't know. I don't know who who's the Goldberg of the women's division. I don't know. But uh no it's <laughs> Yeah, it's like we we've talked before about the fact that like Charlotte's been thrown so much stuff, but it's one of those things where like a lot of the greats do need a rumble win to add to their resume. Not many greats don't have that. So Charlotte is my favorite character as far as the women are concerned. I think Charlotte is the best character. I like hearing her talk. All her, I think all her promos are good. There's not one. I can't pick out one more than the other because she hasn't had a bad one she has nothing but good promos literally infinite good promos come out of her there's not one single time that i can think of that she said something and sounded fake or like she was reading lines or it didn't make sense or it wasn't that good or you went what like when you really think about it every time charlotte's on screen you believe that character because it's so in character that it almost is indistinguishable from somebody who's acting she can draw heat on a crazy scale her mannerisms, her facial expressions, her her whole delivery. It is like, I believe the Charlotte character. I think that's the best character that's there. That being said, did Charlotte really need it, though? And I'm not even going into her wrestling. It's like her wrestling sucks. She's a great wrestler, too. That's the full package right there. You don't really oh, get yeah. much better than that. You know what I mean? So did she really need it, though? Like, with her record right now, which is, she has, like, a crazy record for it. Wouldn't it be better to cool her down and have it go, like, in another direction, you know? Yeah, definitely at least for a lot longer. Like, give it some time where you almost kind of, I wouldn't say forget about her, because at this point it's impossible to forget about her, but long enough to where you don't necessarily think of the possibility of what if Charlotte wins. I didn't think she was, because I thought that they were going to let her cool down. She's had crazy runs for her age, and for the time that she's come in and now, she's like one of the most celebrated champions. And you know what? I get it. She's spoken recently in shoot interviews about the fact that if you look at her statistically, she has the worst win-loss record 
in the WWE. It's hard to believe it because of the way she carries herself and with the character that she is. But more often than not, if Charlotte's in a match, she loses. Yeah. But that's how good of a character she is, that it doesn't feel that way. It feels like she's an all-time great, which she is in her own right, but not record-wise. But it feels like whenever she's around, she's most likely going to win, despite the fact that record-wise, out of everyone in the entire company, she loses the most. To me, right, that's, that's a testament. I literally did not know. That's a testament <laughs> to being a great character. When you're so great that your record doesn't even speak for you. People just have that level of confidence because you carry yourself that way, you know? And to me, that also shows in a lot of ways, in this company at least, win, wins and losses don't really mean that much. Because that, what that also means is that she wins in big game situations. She's the kind of person who'll go over at a Rumble, at a WrestleMania, at a Survivor Series. You know what I mean? At a SummerSlam. Yeah. When you're looking, when the fans are looking, when the world is watching, that's when Charlotte Flair is going to bring her A game. That's when she's going to put on her game face. It's going to sure, be during sure. those big ones. And that's why she's more celebrated because when it matters, it's generally when Charlotte wins. Yeah, Charlotte has this extra gear she can click into when the lights are on bright, as JBL used to say. We've seen it when it came to Evolution. We saw it in the, the past Rumbles. We saw it at WrestleMania. Charlotte has this other place she can go to where it's like it's hard to deal with her at that point. Like, And this is this is literally new news to me. The fact that like she has the worst win loss record like that's nuts because the girl does not sell it a single bit because she has such a strong personality. You know, like I said, to me, that's the most impressionable character if you will in that company like i i genuinely enjoy any time she gets a mic and i you know i don't really say that about people nowadays i never really feel i never care it might i might say they're good or bad but i'm indifferent to whether or not we hear them i genuinely enjoy when she has a microphone it she's fire on the mic she doesn't get enough credit for it she's been it's kind of it's kind of funny to think that this wasn't originally her dream this was originally her brother reed's dream and it's nuts how good she is at this. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Like, I think, and I think that's why I'm okay with her winning it. She doesn't necessarily need the win, but it's damn believable that this girl could win a Royal Rumble. And when it's crazy to think that she was in it last year, look what it took to beat her. Somebody who knows her probably better than everybody else in the match. And that yeah. one person wasn't in this match this year. Yeah, and, and so it, it kind of proves it takes a special kind of person to beat Charlotte, even though her win loss record is not the best, actually. Yeah, and I wasn't someone who drank the Kool Aid right away. You know what I mean? I watched it. I was very critical early on, but when I look at the character she's become, it's like there there aren't, there aren't many people. If you need to make your division believable and and, and investable, the the key to it are the people who feel passionate and speak passionately about it, which was literally the key ingredient of the Attitude Era. Nowadays, when you have Bailey giving those monotone-sounding promos that almost sound like she's in her head's in the clouds, and poor Sasha has to carry the whole damn thing, which just kind of pulls her down, you need people on the other side of that who, they, they're believable, where you don't know where the person ends and the character begins. And that's sort of what she's able to pull off. But that's more of a reason why you don't need her right now to be the focal point of everything. Because it's the win-loss record and everything else, it just kind of shows that this is someone who's going to pull the attention towards them whenever they're around. You don't have a lot of that right now, so you should probably probably try to instead build more of it around other people. Is, is yeah. my only opinion. Only because, like you know what I said, don't don't waste your best stuff. You don't you don't bring out your good china to have to just invite like your friends over. You know after the after a softball game. You know exactly. So, uh, but that being said, she did do some post uh, Royal Rumble interview here, which we're going to bring up on the screen and see what the hell this is. 
Well, Charlotte, how's this for a headline? Charlotte Flair, the 2020 Women's Royal Rumble winner. How does that feel? Ugh. I just keep replaying 2019 in my head over and over. And <clears throat> it's one of those things. I'm glad it happened because sometimes you got to fall. And I don't know, standing there after feeling like you've lost your confidence, being like, nah, I'm Charlotte Flair. This is my division. And there's only one queen. And I just reminded everyone again who I am. Well, before this even happened tonight, you were the first woman to declare yourself in this match. It seemed like you had confidence the whole way through. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't, I didn't see, th what, 29 competitors out there. I saw 29 numbers. And we, when they look at me, all they see is the queen. What strategy did you use while you were in the ring tonight? I didn't really have a strategy. I, I just went in there knowing who I am and I'm a winner and I'm not going to let someone else take my moment ever again. Well, speaking of moments, you have a big one coming up yeah. talking about WrestleMania. Now that you've won the Royal Rumble match, you get to choose who to challenge for their title at WrestleMania. Look, I, I know it's very early, but what are you thinking right now? Well, since Bailey can only beat me when I'm unconscious, if anyone remembers money in the bank, and, uh, well, if I was Becky, I'd be scared. All right, and now, uh, you know, you've had quite the evening already, but there's still a little time left. What are you going to do to celebrate? <laughs> uh, I guess think who I'm going to pick for tomorrow on Raw. Because guess what? It's, it's my choice. I get to pick who I want. Because I'm the 2020 Royal Rumble winner. <laughs> and what was it like seeing your dad? I mean, walking out of the ring into Gorilla. What an overwhelming feeling for you, I'm sure. Uh... I just try not to cry when I see my dad crying. I'm like, Dad, stop crying, please. Um, you know, when I went out there, I thought if I won the Rumble, uh, my dad and I would be the first father-daughter duo to win a Royal Rumble. And I'm like, just another, uh, I guess, addition to our legacy. Absolutely. Well, Charlotte, the biggest congratulations to you. You truly deserve it, and you've earned it, and, you know, a, a win well-deserved. Thank you. Yeah, very cool. Please get that belt off, Bailey. I'm tired of her shit promos and fucking... <laughs> like, <laughs> she said, Bailey, I got excited because I was like, oh, she's going to pick Bailey. <laughs> as much as I'm entertained by Bailey and by um, Becky and Sasha, Becky and fucking Becky and Charlotte going back and forth, get that fucking belt off, Bailey, please. I'm yeah. tired of that shit. <laughs> the heel turn failed. Stop it. I don't want to give up on it yet, even though it doesn't always work, you know? It, it's never gonna work like, like kill you have, shoot, shoot the horse now <laughs> what do you have after that though you know uh, anything but bailey is champion again like it's, until, until shit actually starts to work like no title <laughs> no that's fucking terrible the like, i had the damn button off now now we have alerts oh okay. <laughs> sometimes it's the most obvious answer yeah it happens yeah but speaking of bailey that brings us to the SmackDown Women's Championship. Lacey Evans challenging Bailey with 82% of you. Man, you guys really bought that SmackDown promo. 82% of you feeling Lacey Evans was going to go over and become the new women's champion. And 9% of you feeling like Bailey was going to retain her title that she's been carrying for months and months. 82% of us had faith in humanity. We were wrong. I'm surprised that, that this vote is that lopsided. I got to be honest. You guys, it, it's it, because we've all seen like this thing sucks. 
We, it was like we've said before on the show and like we've said in the chat room. How do you orchestrate a sneak attack and then wound up unconscious? Only Bailey and Sasha can pull that shit off. I've never seen it happen to anybody else. Too many times. And since we probably won't go too much into SmackDown since we're doing a post run, I got to say in regards to SmackDown, seeing Lacey Evans uh, give that emotional promo, which I, I did hear her. I forget what show it is since WWE has so many shows right now. But I did hear her on a show that in a couple of weeks ago talk about that, talk about how during her time of getting accepted into the Performance Center was right around the time that her father lost his battle with addiction and, and passed away and things like it was all it was like a shoot. But in a, in a during a during SmackDown in a way like she wasn't none of that was just character stuff. So that's what probably why it was legit emotion when you saw her getting yeah. emotional like that. But I'm just saying that being said, she's probably uh, solidified herself as a permanent baby face at least for the near future, unless she suplexes a baby. At that you point, know? even then, because, uh, she might have to suplex that baby pretty fucking the, hard. The so. crowd aided hook, line, and sinker, especially during this time we have controversial things going on, a potential war looming in the horizon. It couldn't be a better time for someone to be Miss America the way that she was. And, and, and Spartan G just to answer um, what Spartan G was saying, Lacey at least has improved in some kind of way. Bailey's gotten worse. Lacey's definitely improved in a Lacey's lot of ways. Lacey's gotten better. Bailey has all that happened is that Bailey got a haircut and new music. But what did I say on the episode we did the very night that Lacey debuted? I said it's too early. I said this is a girl that could be really good, and they're messing up because they brought her up too early. They were in a rush. It was during damage control time when the McMahons were promising that the ship wasn't going to sink, and they just threw her up with a bunch of other people. And I remember it was it was a quite an adjustment for her. I don't blame her for the fact that in the beginning you could tell she was awkward. It's more because they were in a rush, and that being said they threw her into the deep end kudos again to them despite the fact that it uh it was a little bit sloppy she didn't sing she learned to swim but i I just felt like that 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 defeats the purpose of the performance center (laughs) you know if you're not going to really actually use it they at this point they only use it to announce people they've signed yeah but you know what at the end of the day it shows that no matter how they decide to do this they they have a clear-cut path and it worked out because Lacey is gonna be huge she already is in a lot of ways that girl mm-hmm. has captured that crowd. Like that crowd's done a complete one eighty with her. So, yeah, and she's earned it. She's been. She's gotten drastically better than that girl who just showed up, hit a moon salt, and caught all knees and Natalia's fucking chest. Like nine mm-hmm. percent of you thought this was going to be a DQ no contest. It was not because Bailey grabbed the tights. I believe, right? Is that what it was? The roll up was with the yeah, tights. Yeah, uh, um, Lacey went for that springboard moon salt. Bailey got the knees up, grabbed the tights, and. Bailey and her shitty promos are still champion. Yeah. But you know what? I like that for a heel that's that's barely able to survive. I like the fact that Bailey they're booking her strong. It's not she's not carrying it strong, but that's strong booking for a heel. You know, you got this heel that's yeah. messing with the kid. You know, which by the way, I think correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the first hard shot that they gave of ba- of of Lacey's kid, her her hand was her finger was up her nose. Did a fast cutaway. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, and then cut back later on during that when she's further down the ramp and she goes and kisses the kid. You know, I just I just kind of quote. It could have been my imagination. It's like the timing. And I could see it in the trucks. Uh, I could see from their perspective because it wasn't on her. It wasn't up her nose when the shot first started. It started to go in that direction. So I could see that bullet time. No. Because right at, <laughs> right at the collision, right at the penetration point, it was like switch. You know, so good move, guys. You got to be a little bit faster. The truck was sloppy tonight, by the way. They missed certain spots, and uh, they don't seem to know how to sync everything together. Whatever. We're not going to spend too much time worrying about that. Uh, but yeah, Bailey grabs the tights here, and she retains with very little effort, wearing her Bailey shirt. Yeah, which is kind of funny. It's funny now to see her wear the title around the race, around her waist, because I don't know if you heard the reason why originally she was to carry it kind of wrapped around her shoulder. 
Why? Because if you look at it just right, it spells AEW in the middle. Is that really the reason? That's what I heard. I'm not sure why, but the fact that now she wears it around her waist, I guess not. But it was it just funny. But it wouldn't spell AEW in the middle. Yeah. How would it? Bailey doesn't look, spell if, if you look at it, if you look at the fact that it's the bay on top, Lee, and then at the bottom, and then the W of the championship. Fans looked at that and saw AEW. That's ridiculous. I know, right? <laughs> they're just taking it a bit too far now. Kind of, I, I, mean, I, I doubt that they gonna, care about that. I, I don't know That's if they're going to talk about it on Monday, but speaking of people taking it too far, yeah. The the graffiti? Yeah, fucking yeah. See, those are the, Everybody those are needs AEW to chill out. Everybody needs to chill. We could cover it real quick, but yeah, yeah. there's been a thing going around New York subway stations we got the nxt advertisements across the walls and stuff look everyone needs to chill out and stop taking this sport so damn seriously where you got people graffitiing aew and are you elite on top of the nxt posters on the new york subways here's the reality those are the fans that the nxt side does not want or the Nobody AEW side. Like, fans. just chill out. This is not the, this is not the NWO. Like, come on. You know what like, I mean? You're making New York look bad. Spray painting on top of NXT stuff, AEW. Like, no, no, Cody's not thanking you. The elite's not thanking like, you. In fact, God. they're probably not wanting you to come to their fucking shows. It's not about that shit. Like, there's some people where it's just like, I don't know why they like, the internet wrestling oh. community takes this stuff a little too seriously. You you forget that there's tens of thousands of New Yorkers that are going to see that and have no idea what the fuck is going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, half the people who walk by there are going to be like, what the fuck is elite? Are you elite? Are they elite? They look elite to me. <laughs> it's oh crazy. My God. I have the pictures. I'll show you which subways it is on, on Monday. I don't want to spend too much time <sighs> on that. But yeah, apparently now in New York, we have these new NXT advertisements. NXT is trying to expand out of 10 USA. And people are spray painting AEW on the damn thing. It's going to be... How soon until somebody gets their ass kicked by an NXT guy or a wrestling fan? Because he catches them in the middle of spray painting AEW. And then yeah. there's violence on the subway because literally they're fighting over which brand. Like, come on. Yeah, I, I just thought about something. It could have been worse. They could have wrote it in milk and shit. Yeah, like... like just stop. <laughs> You these know, are the this, type of fans that make it not fun to be a wrestling fan. It's these fuckers right here. Like, it, it, it was like the one guy, you probably caught it by her delete a quick. The guy who was like CM Puck, by the way. It's not Puck. That's the one I get like people that. who message me like, oh, you know, you guys should be on camera. It's like, why? So that some, somebody who listens to the show can see me on screen and stab me because I said Shanty Black is shit in the ring? <laughs> That's that motherfucker who said that Shanty was and talked about her green hair. Hey, mother. You know what I mean? No. I'll pass. Are you kidding me? I've seen you guys. <laughs> Y'all fuck is crazy. You no. carry that shit for the rest of your life. <laughs> you gotta walk with your fucking neck up and fucking head down. Talk about some that motherfucker. Wait. Like, no. <laughs> I'll pass. You can't go out like that. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Interesting stuff happened with this. Um, we have a Bailey promo. Holy crap. Oh, Christ in heaven. Okay. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I have the program in front of me. I didn't know until we got here. I know you hate those. Let's see if she does better, man. Did she eventually do better? <sighs> Bailey, you backed up your words of what you've been saying the past several weeks. You are the best in the SmackDown division, beating Lacey Evans tonight. Uh, but we did see Charlotte Flair earlier winning that Women's Royal Rumble match, and she also said she is the best in the entire women's division. Uh, it seems like she implied Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Well, 
Just keep Charlotte Flair away from me. I mean, if she wants to come back after me, I mean, I'll have to remind her of what happened. I mean, I beat her at Money in the Bank, and then I beat her again to retain this title again, and I'm the longest combined reigning SmackDown Women's Champion, whatever they say. I'm a Grand Slam champion. She's not. Uh, so let's face the facts. Keep throwing whoever you want at me. I don't care if uh, Lacey's daughter wants to challenge me. I don't care if you want to challenge me. I don't care if Renee Young wants to challenge me or any of the makeup ladies in the back. I don't care. Give me the gear makers. Give me anybody, but I am the best. And I've been saying it all last year and the year before and the next year 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 and the next and forever. Oh, she actually came out from behind her. How fucking scary is that? <laughs> I start, I killed the video. I wasn't expecting that to happen. <laughs> I thought she was gone. Wasn't that weird? You see, that was good. That was funny. Okay. That made me laugh. I was wrong. I know. <laughs> I love that shit. I don't even understand how to happen. And the next one. And the next one. And the next one. And the next one. And like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh man, that that is incredible! It's for, it's for men and women expert globe, and also shout out to all of the new people that have been in the chat. I've been seeing you. We're just on a bit of a schedule here. Laurel and a Terran within at war within. Sorry, Brandon Mangles do doocy doocy do and expert globe. Doocy doocy do. I like that one. <laughs> Spartan says her, her promo style reminds me of a pissy teenager. <laughs> Oh shit! I can't argue with you there. Yeah, <laughs> but she was she was originally a gimmick for little girls, impressionable little girls. So it's just an evil version of that. It, it, the, basically, the, this this gimmick is she finally hit puberty, and now the hormones are rolling in. Like she's mad all the time. Just like, you don't understand me, mom. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, and I wanted this it, Bailey heel turn to work out so badly, you know. It, it's not worked out. I'm sorry. She had a good promo tonight, but it did not work out. Yeah. Like she gets her ass kicked more for fights she fucking instigates. Like, Chip, you know what? <laughs> you just made the list. Oh no! Oh, here we go. <laughs> Thank you, Expert Globe seventy five oh eight for the follow. Thank you, sir. Welcome to the team here. Away from 800. Yeah, absolutely. Good way to start off the year, starting it off strong. All right. What else do we have here on the menu today? Finally, we get to the WWE Universal Championship strap match. I love strap matches. Those are always fun. It's been a long time. I think it's what, 10 years since we've had one? Mm -hmm. This was The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, defending his championship against Daniel Bryan with 64% 64% of you believing that Daniel Bryan was going to take this from The Fiend. That 36% of you believing that The Fiend would retain his championship. Winner being the minority here with him basically, what was that, a mandible claw slam? Basically, it was a hybrid of his urinagi and the mandible claw. He had him in the claw, but then basically drove him into the mat with uh, the urinagi. But he yeah. kept the claw in the whole time. Like. I guess that's okay, you know, it's a bit, it's, it's different from uh, what we're used to, you know what I mean? It actually doesn't look bad. 
Yeah, it wasn't like the last time where he just passed out and then the ref counted three. Like, that makes sense for that. Yeah. Uh, what were your and thoughts overall on this match? First of all, good golly, Miss Molly, no red light. Yeah, like I told you guys before, I've heard <laughs> interviews from Daniel Bryan where he doesn't like wrestling in that red light. So, and you know, he has a lot of stroke in WWE. He probably just Drew, said, could we not wrestle? A dream that? realized, oh, sorry. a huge we, goal accomplished. We misfired here. Hey, 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 wait your turn, motherfucker. No. <laughs> But yeah, this match was so good. Yeah. We got no red light. We got selling from the fiend. Like there were a couple of times where Daniel looked like he might have been able to pull this one out. Yeah, he really. But did. um, yeah, yeah, they um, they they did not hold back on those straps. Yeah. No, not at all. I hated the fact that this angle had to do with hair. That bothered me more than anything. <sighs> the sad part about it, it's just like, okay, he cut his hair, fan. Titstastic, like, <laughs> I can see guys. I see he cut his hair. I watched him rip his hair off under the ring. I watched Daniel Bryan take out two dreads. Okay, I get it. Yeah, and it's funny Mark. because I I heard that uh that they that they had uh his original plan was for him to cut his beard, and they were like, well, we'd have to cut your hair down there too. And then they were down there with barbers and stuff, and it wasn't even supposed to be as much as it was because uh his his uh wife doesn't like him to have. I guess she doesn't like trimmed beards. And uh, but when they were down there, they were trying to do it with the light on, and the guy, the producer, is going, "More hair, we need more hair." As they're throwing it through the hole or whatever, it's like you see how kooky these, these damn situations <laughs> are, man. Yeah, Mark is right. These were yappa pie levels of like scraps, like yeah, they beat the sh- <laughs> yo Daniel's back looked like hell. Yeah, no, it really did. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, and the match itself was good. You know, I've seen better strap matches, you know, like I would have liked to see a little bit more. Uh, Michael Cole was annoying me with the whole, the reason Brian is the way he is today is because of The Fiend. And he's not talking about psychologically, he's talking about the fucking hair. (laughs) Because he elaborated on the haircut. And the sad part about it is, is he easily could have spun that into the, what I think Paige reeled in the interview, that this whole thing we've seen is part of the gimmick. Like, after you've been a victim of The Fiend, we've seen it with Balor, we've seen it with Brian. I can't remember who the other ones we've seen it with, but it's like, it almost reverts you back to your old self. No, he wants to talk about the fucking hair. You don't need to have a nice hair gimmick. Right? Like, no, nobody asked for that gimmick. Cody Rose pulled it off with a mustache, but that's only because it's Cody Rose. And that's because <laughs> nobody was talking about it at first. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, they had the I Am The Table DDT spot where he hits bray with the ddt and the table doesn't break i don't know if it was meant to i mean if it was meant to man is that a botch because that thing didn't budge i mean well then again it never usually breaks on ddt's so. at least yeah. not to my memories you could be right it just looked rough yeah it, it's good i mean we've seen stuff where bray i think i think i think once uh aj hit bray with a body splash and the table didn't break that's one of those ones where i'm like okay yeah that shit was supposed to break because he wound up doing it again but yeah with the ddt you never really see the table break at least not to my memory i haven't seen it Right. All right. Well, anything else on this this match? Uh, I, I I did like oh one of the I did like the yes kick strap like it was like yes kick lash you yes kick <laughs> lash you yes kick and also the label lock using the 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 strap around his mouth like that that's brutal stuff that's 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 pretty much vintage Brian Danielson style brutality right there. I I like that he got it in the in the um the mask mouth. It had like a really good detail to it. And yeah. as I said before. The Fiend's teeth were a lot uh, cleaner than Coach's tonight. So, yeah, I don't know what was the Coach with the neon orange teeth. I thought it was <laughs> my screen. I was like, man, I gotta have to get a new screen every time Coach smiles. It's 
green neon orange you know when I, it's like i don't was it my lighting can anybody else tell me if it was just my lighting with coach's teeth because it's like <laughs> when i, I it, it was distracting me you know like, it was like his teeth are nxt you know can i write that one down too it was just i know it could have been the lighting though so i don't want to but it's just oh. funny because it made me look at everyone else's who were white Next By the time you mentioned orange it, teeth. it was too late. So like, I was like, shit, I can't look like Maybe I'm just losing my mind, man. I don't want to, I'm not trying to judge here, but I just felt like, are your teeth orange? <laughs> there were only a few shades lighter than he was on my screen. <laughs> I swear to you. That's fucking amazing. I don't know what's going on, man. I don't know. I wasn't going to bring it up, but you did. So I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, it was you awkward. Know, I, I... <laughs> it was a little awkward. So I was just like, I'm just going to ignore this. Oh, God. But yeah, that was a good match. Oh, great. That was yeah. very good. I, I did like the ending. Matches like this. I did like the ending where Daniel Bryan looks at him and he does have that look like, what's it going to take to put this guy down? Like, I hit him with everything. Yeah, he really did. He hit him with everything and the Fiend still didn't go away. And what I really like, we got that Fiend basically rises from the ashes spot, but we only got it really once, which is how you do a spot like that. Exactly. You, 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 it's kind of like the Undertaker's setup and Kane's as well. You knew it was there, but the fun part about it is you never knew it was going to, ha- never knew when it was going to happen because it only ever happened once. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, when, so, like, when he finally did set up, it's like, oh shit, he hit the second gear. The pacing in this match was better. The storytelling was better. The match, you know, the selling, everything about it was better than what they've been giving us with the Fiend because they've been emphasizing so much on him being a demon that they forget that it's wrestling at times and it becomes more about how invincible he is where it's like, guys, you're still supposed to have a match. The emphasis shouldn't be on the dark and on how unstoppable he is in the red light, you know, like that's all yeah. to, to sort of bring out the match more. But don't OD on it. He was still what brought him to the table was that he was a great performer and is still a great wrestler. And that goes for Daniel Bryan, too, of course. Yeah, like give this what they told him the story was yes, he is beatable, but it's like how much do you have to do? Because he hit him with everything and the fiend still had something left to give. Exactly. Not where it's like he hits him with everything and the fiend like doesn't get fucking touched. Like Yeah, which is really silly. Really silly stuff. Oh yeah. So uh we're moving on now to uh the The Raw, WWE champion. Oh never mind. The the the, the Raw Blank Championship. No, I'm kidding. The Raw Women's <laughs> Championship. They're not. I'm just saying that to so that you guys know which one we're talking about, which you clearly yeah. do. We, Asuka, we don't indulge in that madness. Asuka <laughs> challenging Becky Lynch for her title so that she could become Asuka Two Belts. This was yeah. her dream. Seventy-three uh, percent of you thought she was going to accomplish her dream tonight, with eighteen percent of you feeling that Becky Lynch would retain. Nine percent of you thought some shit was going to go down and we'd have a DQ, no contest. That being said, the winner, literally, not Asuka, because she had the green mist kicked out of her that was awesome <laughs> and tapped to the oscar lock that was one of the better spots that i've seen the fact that she went to hit that mist and she got kicked in the midsection and she shot out like a freaking whale just and pretty much since it was all over her face it's like she's in this lock and she can't see she it almost looked like she deflated the evil out of her like be gone demons yeah, it reminds me of... I don't even want to... Just, oh, uh, no. I, I'm frightened. We won't. We're not even gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Once we go off the air, maybe. Not now. No. Oh, God in heaven. But yeah, it was a really cool spot. This was a brutal match on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, not that, that one fucking spot where Becky basically... It wasn't even like a reverse suplex. Like She started to suplex her and then just dropped her on the outside. 
Yeah, yeah, that was cool too. I also like that sequence where Becky got knocked out and she regains consciousness grabbing the ref's ankle. And then, uh, finally, Asuka pulls her off of the ref and she starts nailing her with the Asuka kicks. And Becky regains consciousness mid Asuka kick, which good selling there from Becky, by the way. And then she's defiantly looking up at Asuka on her knees, screaming at her as she's just taking Asuka kick after kick, you know? Like she was screaming her name in front of her and just Asuka just put it asleep. Like that was cool. That was a great moment. Yeah, Becky's Becky ever since she's made this change up, like the defiant moments you see from her are the best things ever. Yeah, absolutely. Really good stuff. Because like it, that moment in the match sold probably better than almost anything how badly Becky wanted to get this monkey off her back. Yeah. Justifiably so. And yeah. uh, she definitely did. And we also have Becky. They did a Becky backstage thing. So let's see what we got here. Becky, this is a big night for you. You just defeated Asuka on a huge stage at the Royal Rumble. Do you now feel validated as the champion here on Raw? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, feeling a little bit emotional now. It's just this, this is the, this has been the one staying in a an almost perfect year and i knew she she is she is incredible she is incredible i couldn't keep her down and uh i knew it was going to take a lot and and but I, there was no way i was giving up there was no way i was staying down for the count of three and there was no way i was tapping out again that's just haunted me that's haunted me every single night for the past 365 days maybe it's 363 i don't know how how far away we are from the last rumble but uh but tonight proved it tonight tonight proved it I am everything I say I am, and I am the man. So you and I have been having conversations the past few weeks, and I mean, this is something you have demanded. You have demanded a match with Asuka. You weren't even going to sign your contract unless it was guaranteed. Now moving forward, how does your mindset change knowing you have come past this hurdle? Now I go on to be the greatest of all time. That's what I'll be remembered as. That's the next goal. All right, well, speaking of next goals, WrestleMania, not too far away. Here we are at Royal Rumble kicking off the road to WrestleMania. Charlotte Flair winning the women's Royal Rumble match. She now has the option to choose you as a challenger at WrestleMania. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Does it make you nervous? Does it excite you? To make me nervous? I've beaten that woman all across the world for nearly two years straight. Uh, if she wants to challenge me, I'll happily beat her again. Um, if the world wants to see Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch, round 387, they still know the outcome. Still the man. Still the champ. Tonight proved that Oscar was my be- biggest challenge, and I proved that I am the greatest of all time. Well, Becky, congratulations. Any plans to celebrate tonight? Go wash this crap off my hand. Thanks, Becky. <laughs> Get all back. <laughs> Yeah, and it's kind of crazy to think about it, and it didn't really hit me until the Rumble started. We're coming up on a year that girl's had that belt. Yeah, it's been quite the run. <laughs> Holy shit. To think this is a girl who used to be Irish jigging down the ramp in NXT on the chopping block, and now she's been champion just shy of a year. And she got that monkey off of her back. Yes, and you could tell from the reaction. She reacted almost the same as when she won in the main event last year. Yeah, she sure did. Yeah. Hey, good for Becky. I mean, as much as people do get tired of her and Charlotte, those two have magic together. And I think it's because they've done it so many times, so they know how to bring the best out of each other. But on the other hand, I didn't really think about it until the match was over. Becky got past Asuka, but it was also a little bit because Asuka made a mistake. 
Oscar yeah. went to that mist again, but she's gone to it so many times. Becky saw it coming. So it's kind of like what happens if she can pull something out that Becky's not ready for. You don't think they've gone to the well too many times with the Becky Charlotte feud. It is probably going to go down as one of the greatest rivalries of all time already. But you don't think that they've gone too many times in, in how many years they have in their career. I've always heard that the females have a shorter lifespan than the males in wrestling. I don't know if I still agree with that in this new era. So it's kind of weird with between these two. The only thing I think I'm seeing different is usually by the time two two women have gone at it as many times as they have, it's gotten stale long ago. Whereas when you ever hear the fact of them possibly fighting each other again, I think it's because of the two budding personalities that it keeps me interested. I mean, this isn't like the Becky we knew where she was just happy just to be here. This is a Becky who's willing to step on anybody it takes to get. She's she's almost become a little bit kind of like a Charlotte where it's either she's the best or nothing at all. So I kind of I I like seeing those two personalities butt heads. I could see that. Yeah, there, there's something there that I haven't seen before, and I can't quite put my, my I can't quite put the nail on it. But yeah, there's something there about those two, which is, I think, why I stay interested in it. And it's been a little while since uh, they've gone at it again. So it's kind of like, I, I feel like it almost, you know, with those two, it's forever always going to be up in the air. And it's always got to kind of loom because, you know, at any moment, boom, they're at it again. We're gearing up at almost a year since Ronda Rousey left last WrestleMania. I guess this would indicate that there are no plans for her to return because it would be kind of stupid to do the Royal Rumble. Uh, you know, sort of solidify that match into the future and then once again go, but here comes Ronda and we're going to add a third person. You know, like they had a whole year now to sort this shit. There better not be any last minute shenanigans. And as much as I yeah. love Ronda being there, that this isn't proper buildup. Yeah. Like if you were going to bring Ronda back, this was the latest time you could have done it. So like this, you, you, you couldn't have, like you can't do it tomorrow night. Like you couldn't have done it. It had to be the rumble if you were going to bring Ronda back, which is pretty much kind of clear message. She's not coming back yet. Yeah, at least I don't think she is. But that being said, this was really good. It did uh, set the tone. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with Asuka from here. I kind of like that she did have that one monkey on, on her back as far as uh, Becky Lynch goes. But, uh, you know, she's still the tag team champ. They can go back to focusing on the Kabuki Warriors. Kyrie Sane is better, clearly. You saw that insane elbow she hit during the Rumble. Looked great. Oh, we yeah. Talk about it. But, uh, yeah, you know, so I guess that's just it for the singles division for her for now. It was a good opponent for her at the Rumble. Yeah, and I mean, we got to see the Asuka of old again, which, I mean, we've been seeing since she's turned with uh, Kyrie, but it was good to see that save. I mean, this is literally the exact same match we got a year ago, just a different outcome. Exactly. I've always been saying ever since she turned, I'm happy to see the vicious, like, serial killer Asuka again. So, yeah, it was good. Very good. And she's, she's somebody where I think even though she does have the tag championships, She's good enough to where she could hop back in on that singles picture. Yeah, exactly. So that brings us to the men's Royal Rumble match. With our voting results coming in, with King Corbin being at the lead, 25% of you thought that he was going to go over. 21% of you, Roman Reigns right underneath. 19% for Kevin Owens. 17% for Drew McIntyre. 10% for Ricochet. And there were 8% that put in a custom vote for someone. <sighs> the Brooklyn Brawler. I fucking knew it. No. And his name is John Cena. <laughs> 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 
So someone put that in, and a few people voted for it. I know Willie, that was you, but somebody, you know, people. <laughs> no, if it was Willie, I would have voted Dallas. Because then I officially, whatever came out in the other category, I put on the board, and I gave other people the option to go for it. So there you go. Uh, Brock is number one in this. Obviously, poor Elias shows up to the ring. He's singing <laughs> about how uh, what, what did he say that he was again? He was basically a sacrificial lamb. Yeah, and, uh, he had. A, he, I am. I, you could. I think didn't he try to call Brock that? Yeah, he, was he, like, oh, you motherfucker. He had a I am the guitar spot where Brock hit him with the guitar and it just didn't break. Very unfortunate. I will say, though, that was the loudest walk with Elias I have ever heard. It scared me. It was so loud. Yeah, he gets one hell of a reaction and he gets one hell of an elimination because oh, yeah. that's what happened to him. And then Rowan comes out and he was eliminated immediately. We now have discovered that what's under that cage is definitely not a push. And, uh, <laughs> Robert Roode comes out, he gets an F5, he gets destroyed, he gets kicked out by Lesnar. Uh, Morrison shows up. Welcome back to WWE, Morrison. Here's where our plans are for you. Belly to belly suplex over the top rope. He almost hits the green guy that's always in the crowd. That's that should have been the slow-mo, as you said. Yeah, the slow motion was wrong. The slow motion was when he does his intro. It should have been when he was doing his outro. <laughs> Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Good golly, Miss Molly. We are in the presence of the man. Thank you for the follow, Becky Lynch. <laughs> sure. <laughs> thank I couldn't stop myself. I mean, yeah, you know, thank you for the follow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go seven away. <laughs> oh, God. Hi, Becky Lynch, WWE. How you doing? Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> That's your response. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> You, oh, you're awesome tonight. You're the man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, after that, we had uh, Morrison getting eliminated. Then Ray shows up, and it made me think this is a great plan. Everyone whose life Brock Lesnar ruined is going to show up at the same time to team up against him. But Ray pretty much is gone. You know, even though I'm thinking to myself, "Come on, Ray, you got to do better." He f five your family, your own son, or whoever it you is. He he f five your god, your your god, your son's godfather onto your son. Like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah. Uh, who? What else happened? It's Biggie. He winds up getting some offense, and he gets the big ending on good yeah. old Brock. Ray Mysterio yeah. winds up hitting him with the six one nine, and uh, that was, hit him with Trouble in Paradise too. Biggie hits Biggie and Mysterio team up for a poetry in motion esque move, but then Ray gets eliminated, and so does Biggie immediately by Lesnar. One after the other, leaving poor Kofi to be F5'd straight out of the ring. Like I said, I'm not going into everything, but just the important highlights you guys are going to want to hear about this. You get an OVW reunion because Lesnar's once again left alone. And who comes out but his old OVW tag team partner, Shelton Benjamin. These guys were roommates, shoot roommates in real life. And then we actually had them as a tag team in OVW, which was the uh, predecessor to what is now NXT. Yeah, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, I believe they were called. Yes, that is correct. So they show up, but it's a very short-lived reunion because uh, Lesnar decides he's just going to throw him out. He doesn't care about no Shelton Benjamin. Nobody got time for Shelton. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nakamura, who's supposed to be a threat, you know what I mean? The artist, the king of strong style, immediately eliminated by Lesnar. No no time at all. And and just for a little history lesson, lesson, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Nakamura beat Lesnar for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Just saying. Yeah, he's wrestled. Unrelated topic, but I mean, just saying. But they don't know how to push or book people here. So that's what we get there. 
Uh, MVP, of all people, shows up. He needs to change his I'm coming music to I'm going because that's really exactly <laughs> what happened. He was going. He shows up. I'm going. And then he was gone. Lesnar eliminates him as well. Uh, Keith Lee shows up to a Road Warrior style pop. This guy is super over. This guy is as over as over can be. When you really they don't about care it. about that on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, but you got to ask yourself, why don't they care about that? You know, they really should. Because they're fucking stupid. Which is, I mean, we'll get into it after we get to the end of the Rumble. And Kula, I'll, that's exactly you beat me to it. I'll get, we'll get to that in a little bit because I got an issue with that statement. But uh, I do like the fact that um, <laughs> after Brock tried to run up on Lee and Lee basically pushed him back, Lee checked his ass. Yeah, this is listen to this. This was from one of their shows. I think their Fox show. This was CM Punk talking about the Keith Lee thing before the run. He's going to win it. It's a big difference. Well, well, I mean, All right, fantasy book. Heart, I guess. Here it is. Keith Lee. Oh, Keith, Keith Lee from NXT should win the Royal Rumble. Okay, any follow-up on why? Uh, I think I don't he know if we need a had a tremendous showing at uh, Survivor Series, and he, to me, is a big fish in a little pond right now. Not to say that NXT is little by any means. Or you need to, but to grow. I think you need to follow up on stuff like this. You strike when the lightning's hot. You see the little moment he had with brains right there. Mm-hmm. It, it, that already feels like it was two years ago. We got to we gotta get going with Keith Lee here. I think he needs to chuck Brock over the top rope, and he needs to win that whole thing. That explains so much. Do you think so? That explains so fucking much. You can't punish him for what he says. Hey, let's just fuck his prediction right out of the window. Yeah, wow. Like they would do it almost to spite him. Like you almost don't want to see him punk support. I don't know. I can't tell with this company if they would do something. Oh, I, I, I believe it at this point. I, if, if they'll give Matt Hardy a fast pin, they'll do this. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Like, like, n- nothing's too low for them. Yeah, it really isn't. And, uh, when Keith Lee comes out, I love that you can read Brock's lips and he goes, who is this motherfucker? He's a motherfucker who actually works <laughs> a lot harder than you because by this time, Brock was blown the fuck up and had done fuck all all match long. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> Brock did nothing and was red. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, and Braun shows up, so we think business is picking up, as JR would say. But really, in, in, in a short extent, you know, Keith Lee held his own out there. He looked good against Brock. He, he, he was formidable with the offense that he did get in, and it makes it, it almost opens the door for people to want to see more of him in future things, so that is cool. Uh, but he does wind up eliminating both of them. And then we have Ricochet who low blows uh, Brock. And then McIntyre winds up ultimately eliminating him with the Claymore. Kicking him straight out of the ring. Very good looking Claymore. A uh, shame that oh, Ricochet has to be reduced to just hitting a low blow. But what else is the guy going to do? You know. But that's it. Brock's out of there. Yeah. So for me, the rumble truly started at this point. Yeah. Because I don't know what the fuck they were doing. And just to. I don't know. Should I wait till bef- after we cover the whole match? Or right now to just the whole Brock's record thingy? Uh, I don't care. You can talk about Brock's last record. I don't know uh, what the hell you're talking about. So, so this whole thing, they were just like, oh, yeah, Brock's uh, tied the record for 13 eliminations. First of all, that's a record in a made-up Royal Rumble that has not happened since. And second of all, he didn't break shit. They handed him 13 fucking eliminations. Brock didn't do shit. <laughs> it was it was as, done. As, I, I mean, As far as I'm concerned, Roman still holds the fucking record. Why? Because Roman actually worked. I could care which one of them has the record. Right. I'm just glad that the two of them are not going to have the record for the most WrestleMania main events. Yeah, at this point. I mean, Jesus Christ. But yeah, as far as I'm concerned, Brock didn't break shit. Brock yeah. didn't do shit. Like, and the match, the match didn't start there. Drew, Drew winds up throwing Ricochet out of the ring. Then the match starts. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so he really hurls him out of there. He throws him out of there. He's, oh. he's an inanimate object. Just like, bye. Just like, <laughs> him out of there. And I said, no more ricochet. Miz, no, is I, also, uh, Miz is also squashed by McIntyre. I don't like that. They've been building the Miz up for so long now. Just for him to come in there and just be just, you know, just another guy who just gets knocked out of the way. He he, he, he should have did what he did last year. Hype up, huff and puff, and then go to the commentary table. Yeah. That worked out. I mean, he lasted longer last year doing that. So, <laughs> Yeah. The biggest uh, return... Of the entire rumble. Holy shit. It had to be Edge showing up. Edge shows up. I'm going to just let you guys see. We don't even got to say shit. No, we really don't. We'll just show you. If it loads. If it doesn't load, we're otherwise screwed. And then in that case, we won't show you anything. Don't you fuck us out of reliving this. Don't yeah. you do it. Don't screw us out of reliving the uh, the Edge moment. Spartan Jesus, I jumped out of my fucking skin. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, I'll bring it up in a minute. You're going to have to keep talking while I, and, I get it tuned in over here. And see, Cooler, for that to happen, Brock would actually have to want to defend his championship. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's totally what we want. One of the big four and Brock just finds an excuse to not defend his championship. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> like I said, I ain't giving him shit, not record, nothing. Because it was just it was an excuse for Brock to not defend that championship tonight. That's all this rumble wound up being. And there's been rumors of Edge. We haven't entertained them every week. We've heard them, obviously, with the show that we do. But it was even Edge denied it. Where Recently, he did an interview where he said, I don't know where these rumors are coming from. I don't really have. It. And, you know, obviously, he was working the fans, which is smart to do. But, yeah, in his interviews, he's basically said no. He hasn't said no comment or been unavailable. He's been saying not true not happening and like what i love about that and we'll see when we get to the video he looked like he was going to start crying on that ramp and kula the reason being is because this company lets brock do whatever the fuck he wants why do you think he's champion now just saying (laughs) like because they didn't make him up his own belt like they should have they should have just gave him zach ryder's internet championship and then sent him on his way let let him let him pretend that's the most valuable championship who's it gonna be you think you know me? No, no way. Oh, my! You gotta be kidding me. The rated R superstar! Edge is here! chills watching it again <laughs> it was like i said in the chat room to quote jr the man speared anything that by god moved it's a the literal miracle eyes it's a literal miracle to me oh i mean it's another case they said he was done and we got him back 
So does that mean the other rumors were true that he signed the big contract, like he received a lucrative AEW offer, but then WWE counter with a bigger contract and that this isn't just a one off the guy's back, like he's in the rotation? I mean, he's in incredible shape. He moved like he's never been gone. We could have gotten Edge back. And if we do, I ain't complaining. <laughs> like he he looks in incredible shape. I think, and I, I kind of like the fact that when he hit that spear on Raw, it was like a prelude. And I think, I think it's to the point where he hit that spear so well, there was no way he could deny that to anybody that he was coming back because it's that, like it, it was, it looked too perfect. Everything looked almost, too good. It almost makes me wish that spear never happened and that he just wasn't around at all. And then that entrance that he got, and then the shock of him hitting the spear at the Rumble would have just been like seriously like what's going on here you know it's a shame we can't have surprises like that like i get it you know it's still a great surprise i mean one of the greatest returns because i never thought that he'd be able to come back i never thought we'd see him yeah. again i can't they believe said it was here. triple neck fusion you know like i it's can't believe it you know i honest to god can't believe it it's it's amazing <laughs> and uh you know that's going to be great like all the matches that we can have now and all the things that we can do that it's like that the the possibilities are limitless you know, it's going to literally breathe life into the company more than, than they, he used to carry. And I've talked about this on this show. Uh, he used to be SmackDown. There was a point where oh. that was his fucking brand. He used to carry that belt and that entire company and everybody in it for a good long time. A good long time. Go back to 2010, 2011. Edge was SmackDown for a while. There were times where he was raw, obviously, the rated R superstar with Lita and stuff. But, but during his last run, he was the focal point of SmackDown. You oh know, exactly like, he's a game changer literally so i'm really happy about this and like yeah it was it was absolutely incredible i thought it was like i said multiple times in the chat room edge didn't win the rumble but he won bigger than everybody else because he got his career back yeah and stupid mm-hmm. kevin dunn i know they fixed it on that video we saw but uh, he was so focused on the crowd shots that that he missed the first spear like no one cares about the crowd reaction it's like get your ass on the camera where you're <sighs> supposed to be bro People yeah. like Kevin Dunn are proof that John Cena should not be granting every make a wish that comes out. Right? Yeah. We got Sam Roberts and we got Kevin Dunn. Stop it, John. Tell some of these fuckers no. <laughs> After this, your bro Matt Riddle showed up for nothing because he missed yeah. Brock Lesnar. He's, <laughs> he's always phantom chasing Brock Lesnar. He missed him and Corbin eliminated him almost right away. He was out of there. And then well, Mac- he worked more than Brock did. McIntyre eliminated <laughs> Corbin. There was a brief rated RKO reunion where the two of them were together. They greeted each other and they went about their business in their respective corners against their opponents. Um, which later on that comes full circle because they, uh, Orton does almost try to go for an RKO and then, uh, you know, this causes Edge to turn on him and wind up eliminating him. That's during one of the, the last four parts during, during the last part though. But before that, Owens throws Rollins over, but AOP catches him because now uh, Rollins is out there with his whole stable. His AOP buddies are out there. Buddy Murphy, who's taking liberties with Alistair Black, and then you got the two AOP guys who are just being dicks around the side and catching Rollins and keeping him there. And uh this causes him to wind up eliminating Owens because he's getting distracted by all of the guys, you know. And uh Joe winds up getting eliminated also, thanks to I believe uh the same things. The, the yeah. distractions with Buddy Murphy's uh Buddy Murphy and the other guys in Rollins stable. Um, Drew then solves the problem by taking out Rollins, which then leaves the last four, which is Orton, Edge, Reigns, and McIntyre. At this point, I knew McIntyre was going to win because they had an opportunity to have rated RKO versus Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins for a brief moment before tying it up. And it made you ask yourself, why didn't they do that? Why did they need McIntyre to be in the final four, if nothing else but to win? 
Uh, yeah. So I kind of knew at that point that that was going to be what happens. And like I said earlier, Edge winds up eliminating Orton after he sees that he was going to attempt to hit him with an RKO. Yeah, should have pulled the trigger, Randy. <laughs> yeah. And McIntyre winds up getting rid of Reigns. And yeah, after a Claymore and elimination. Yeah, yeah, pretty much Claymore and elimination. Yeah, and now Lincoln. Drew McIntyre is the first ever Scottish Royal Rumble winner. Yeah, and this is his post video here. Drew, a dream realized, a huge goal accomplished, the winner of the 2020 Men's Royal Rumble, and now you will go on to main event WrestleMania. Please tell me how you're feeling. I can't find the words. There's literally no words. Uh, The past 18 years, the past 12 years in America, every up, every down, every single second of it was worth it for that moment when I threw Roman out and I heard 40,000 people react the way they reacted and I'm going to WrestleMania. That's the first person that came to mind. was my wife. Uh, You don't really think about it when you're on the road. Fans don't, but we're away from our family all the time and you know, they endure as much as we endure on the road and we give so much of ourselves to the fans and we give it willingly. This is our dream. You know, and they're the ones holding the fort at home. So, you know, this one's for her. And I'm going to WrestleMania. What are your thoughts on, on Drew? So, yeah, Drew's never really been that interesting. Never been some way where I'm like, Man, what about that Drew McIntyre guy? I mean, we always hear about what he did outside of the WWE. This isn't outside of the WWE anymore. But I am happy for him because on a storyline basis, holy shit, that's a 180. From you about to get fired this week player to now he's going to WrestleMania. It does show. Uh, I mean, he, he looks good in the ring. It was the character yeah. that always felt a little bit dry to me. But he does look good in the ring. And... uh you know, it was it was good. I kind of figured out the writing was on the wall. I couldn't deal with another Roman versus Brock Lesnar main event, man. You know, yeah. like I really the, the only chance I had of thinking about the fact that Roman might win is the fact that they're just going to do the generic thing where he just challenges whoever's on his show, which would have been Bray in that case. But yeah, 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 yeah. And, but I mean, yeah, congratulations to him, though. Yeah, absolutely. Overall, I would say I enjoyed this entire Royal Rumble. I enjoyed everything about it. I had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. I think this was a good tone. This was a good, uh, the, the entire thing. I just had, this is what wrestling's all about. And to be honest, we've been talking about it for the past few weeks. It's, there's been more good or bad and when it comes, than, than bad when it comes to the brands, not just NXT, but Raw and SmackDown haven't been, uh, bad they haven't been unbearable like you know you're not hurting by the end of it and this pay-per-view i genuinely enjoyed this isn't about whether i got the outcomes that i wanted or the winners that i wanted when i'm looking at the matches the tone just over entertainment i had a good time with it you're never gonna watch and this is just people forget that wrestling's entertainment just like anything else when you watch something anything if you're a fan of the walking dead part of it is the people that you like are going to die it's not going to be the walking dead if you watch it and every character you hope makes it through every situation does that's sort of what takes the flavor out of a lot of uh, television, daytime television or, or, you know, network television is that these characters are, are contracted. You know, everything's going to turn out at the end. So it's better when you have these situations like this, you know, where it's like you're, you're, you're going to enjoy it and you're going to be immersed in it and invested in it. There's going to be highs and lows. And I, I, I think that it was good. You know, I, I overall yeah. can't think of much that I could complain about. Nothing's perfect, but this was as close to perfect uh, for the current era as you're going to get with any kind of show. Yeah. Like I said, the only real problem I had with the men's rumble is Brock just getting to be lazy for 20 minutes. That's, after that happened, 
he it's worked fantastic. he worked more than you ever see Brock Lesnar work and not for nothing halfway through when he was blown up because he completely blew up when I saw him and how gassed he was I was thinking to myself I wonder what they're going to do are some of the guys going to fight on the outside or backstage and someone's going to slide a Gatorade into the ring while they don't have the camera there <laughs> and then, you know only the fans because they don't give a fuck about the fans fuck them right they're going to we've seen stuff like that with other people like we've seen people have a water on the side and stuff I've seen Orton do shit like that when I've been at events but that being said is, is Lesnar going to roll to the outside and have a Gatorade waiting for him what, what I was thinking I had already ventured out to what's his favorite flavor is he a Gatorade orange guy does he like the blue <laughs> you know what I mean like what Gatorade are they going to get him because this is the Royal Rumble 2020 and we are fucked if someone doesn't have a Gatorade. That's how certain I was after looking at the condition he was that there was a Gatorade somewhere. I was looking for Pediasure. Remember that Pediasure shit? That I, was like, <laughs> I was like, somebody must have something because this man does not normally work this long in anything. In the MMA, in the WWE, this man does not work that long. So yeah, that I was, was concerning me more than time, anything. Like, okay, how quick is Brock Lesnar getting out? Because Brock's not pulling a fucking hour. Yeah. Like, it's not happening. <laughs> But it's just, yeah, I, I don't like how that happened because it just discredited the fuck out of the first, what, 13 guys that showed up. Like I said, Brock ain't getting no record because Brock didn't do shit. But definitely with how the match ended, with um, Edge coming back, which was fantasy for a while. The only time I ever see Edge wrestle is in the games. So to see him get to have that moment, like I said, that was a bigger win than anything WrestleMania you could give him at this point. I hope he's back full time because, my God, it's been forever. But a lot of people got their moments tonight. Keith Lee, for what he little bit he did do, it was it was enjoyable to watch. It was his first Rumble, I believe. So, And after freaking this, this past NXT and Worlds Collide, it was cool to see the crowd so excited to see him. But, I mean, yeah. Drew's going to mania, so <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping he kicks Brock's face off again when he gets there. But yeah. it's his time to shine. Squire says Edge looks like a forgotten Jedi. <laughs> you know, you can kind of see the age on him as the match went on, but it's like he looked—he's jacked though. Like he looks good. He looks yeah. in really good shape. So. Everyone who returned looked like they were in really good shape. Oh yeah, every single return, everybody looked good. Yeah. All right, are we done here? Yeah, that that was it. I think that was that was uh the twenty twenty Royal Rumble. Yeah, they did not re- they did not disappoint. That being said, don't forget to join us tomorrow night, eleven thirty p.m. following Monday Night Raw. We will be going over all of the other news that we didn't go over. We'll also cover some of that our uh, Worlds Collide pay per view that happened on Saturday. We did watch that live in the chat room, and we are going to go into that a little bit more. Oh, um, yeah, as well as anything else that develops between here from since last week, then and now. So, that being said. Thank you to everyone who has come out and hung out with us for this entire night in the chat room. Sugar Shane and Beagle Boy 37, thank you for the follow. Recontessa78, thank you also for the follow. Uh, Stasis Dreams, Joe Woko, Willie V2, Emang, Firestriker24, Mark710, Fak Azal, Concave Ranger6, Spartan Jesus, Initializations, Esteemed Eagle14, Kula Ice, Laurel7411, at War Within, Brandon Sauls 82, Mongo's Duke, Doocery Doocy Doo, Expert Globe 7508, Sith Lord Sting, Becky Lynch WWE, Zim to Tweaked, or I'm Too Tweaked, I always screw that one up on you man, Mr. Matt Squires, um, Fem, Fem Raven 22, 
Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 363, your WWE Royal Rumble 2020 post-show. I have been your host, as always, Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and Destin, we are out of here. And now it's time for my green Gatorade. Shut up.